I was in algebra class when they came to get me. I knew immediately that something was wrong. I wasn't expecting to be picked up early, and they didn't call me on the intercom. There was a light rap on the door, and we all looked up from our quizzes. Mrs. Loveday, the guidance counselor, and my Aunt Sandy were standing in the doorway. Mrs. Loveday spoke to Mr. Brewer, the algebra teacher, for a moment, while Sandy gave me a weak smile. "'Bring me your quiz, Miss Spencer,' Mr. Brewer said. "'And bring your bag,' Mrs. Loveday added. I zipped up my pencil case and tossed it in my backpack. I scooped up my pale blue sweater. I could feel the eyes of the other students on me, but I kept mine on the floor as I threaded between desks to give my half-finished quiz to Mr. Brewer. Putting her hand on my shoulder, Mrs. Loveday gently pushed me out of the classroom. She closed the door behind me, leaving me alone in the hall with my fidgeting aunt. "'Hey, Kara,' my aunt said to me in a falsely bright voice, her blue eyes wide. "'What's going on, Aunt Sandy?' "'I'm picking you up, honey,' she said. "'Come on.' I fell in behind her as she started loping toward the exit. I was a little bit stunned. Sandy hadn't called me honey in years. She still used endearments with my little sister Megan, but not me, since I'd sided with my mom in one of their arguments. Sandy and mom had never been close, and they didn't seem to agree on anything. Sandy is my dad's sister, and I don't think she believes that anyone's good enough for her baby brother. I kept my eyes down as I followed my aunt through the quiet school halls. Sandy was still wearing her scrubs, pale pink and covered in little cartoon cats. I could see her ankles with every step, covered in dark pink socks above her matching crocs. Her scrubs bottoms were always too short. Sandy was tall and lean like my dad, and she preferred her pants short rather than baggy. Her long, pale hair was braided and twisted into a ball at the nape of her neck. She wore no jewelry and barely any makeup. She must have come straight from the dentist's office. She must have taken off work to get me. What was going on? I followed my aunt out of the school and into the parking lot. It was easy to pick out her car. Sandy was completely new age when she wasn't cleaning teeth. Her Toyota Prius was plastered with stickers about crystals, meditation, rainbows, and carbon footprints. I'd always looked up to Sandy for her confidence and rebellious nature, but I didn't like anyone yelling at my mom. Since the fight, she and I hadn't been really close. Are we picking up Megan, too? I asked when we were both in the car. I was fidgeting with the zipper on my sweater. It had been cold in the morning, but now it was after lunch, and the day was clear and almost warm, April in Colorado. No, honey, Nana Joyce is getting your sister. She gave me another fake smile. Sandy was usually tough as diamonds. Something must be really wrong. What's going on, Aunt Sandy? I asked, not sure if she could hear my whisper. She held on to her smile for a moment, but it melted after a minute of me staring at her. Oh, Kara, she said, her voice cracking. Your daddy got hurt. We drove the rest of the way to the hospital in silence. Sandy had composed herself by the time we arrived. She turned off the engine and then explained what had happened in a lifeless voice while we sat outside the main entrance to the hospital. He was meeting a client for lunch. My dad, Philip Spencer, was an architect. He designed ski cabins for people wealthy enough to have personalized ski cabins. And someone ran a red light... I saw it all in my head as Sandy glossed over the details. The light had turned green, so Dad had gone into the intersection. Dad drove a small, light, efficient car, something suitable for a man who was always on the go, meeting people around town. 
He had been on the phone with his secretary, talking into the little clip that always hung off his left ear when he was working. The vehicle that hit him was a large truck. It was a massive steel machine, old and heavy, and the impact of the collision made Dad's car flip over. Both cars slid through the intersection, bumping at least one other vehicle before plowing into a telephone pole. Dad's car was pinned between the big truck and the pole, upside down. Dad's secretary had heard the whole thing, but didn't know where Dad was when the accident happened. She stayed on the phone with him until he lost consciousness.